And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senores y senores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast, brought to you by none other than Silverback Sports, shopsilverback.com, and at shopsilverback on Twitter. Season 2, Episode 10. I'm your host, Robbie Gutierrez. You can follow me on Twitter, RobG1063. If you're looking to talk some NAI baseball, I'm always there. A little bit of a different show this week, a little bit of a quicker show this week. No Cody Butler this week. Cody, man, off with some business to take care of. But we will have a guest that will join us in just a little bit. It'll be the head man, the skipper of Tennessee Wesleyan University Baseball. Mr. Billy Barry himself will jump on the podcast with us and we'll talk more about Tennessee Wesleyan and what the Bulldogs are up to this season. We will recap our big series of the week from last show. We'll have a top 25 rundown. Brand new top 25 out for us to look over this week surprises of the week as always we'll go over our nai ball national hitter and pitcher of the week we'll talk series to watch and who are our silverback sports big series of the week so without further ado let's get it going as we always do shout outs and mentions we'll get things rolling here with a shout out to Tabor alum jacob webb he gets the call up to the show from the atlanta braves congratulations to Tabor's jacob webb right now with the big league braves how about a mention here to LCSC pitcher Tyler Birch, nine innings pitch, one hit, no earned runs, and eight strikeouts in his weekend performance. How about a shout-out to Troop McConnell pitcher Craig Barton, nine innings pitch, two hits, and a school record 15 strikeouts for Truett McConnell. A shout-out here to Concordia University, Nebraska pitcher Jason Munch, seven innings pitch, and 16 strikeouts versus Jamestown. A shout-out to Missouri Valley pitcher Nick Garcia, we'll talk more about his line against Central Methodist in just a minute. A shout-out to Mount Marty pitcher Colin Muth. Nine innings pitch, a shutout, and eight strikeouts versus Briarcliff. A huge performance there for Mount Marty. Shout-out to Texas College Khalid Cox. Three home runs and eight RBIs this weekend. A mention here for Hope International University's J.J. Battaglia. Four home runs, seven RBIs versus Vanguard this past weekend. Another LCSC sighting, Kyle Callahan. Four home runs, seven RBIs. Big time there for the Warriors out of Lewis Clark. Once again, we're going to mention Concordia University and Arbor's Blaine Milheim on breaking the CUAA all-time hit streak record. He's now got 23 games in a row with a hit. A shout-out to Jarvis Christian. Last night, they defeated Prairie View A&M University NCAA Division One Prairie View A and M ten to four. So Jarvis Christian doing a huge job, and the reason that's on this sheet, not the surprises sheet, is we absolutely expected Jarvis Christian to win that game. Shout out to Central Methodist University head coach Nate Breland, career win number two hundred, and then a shout out to St. Thomas University head coach George Pettis on career win number four hundred. So congratulations to Nate, and congratulations to Coach Pettis on their respective milestones. So joining us now on the NAI Ball Podcast will be the skipper of Tennessee Wesleyan, Mr. Billy Berry. Joining us now on the NAI Ball Podcast via the Silverback Sports Hotline is the head coach over at Tennessee Wesleyan, 
Coach Billy Berry in his 12th season. Coach, thank you for joining us today. Robbie, appreciate you having me. Thank you. Hey, you know what? We're thrilled to have you here. 38 and 7 on the season, 16 and 5 in the Appalachian Athletic Conference. You're scoring 387 runs this year as a team, hitting 329. It's been an incredible year so far for the Bulldogs this season. What's that been like? I mean, you're really no stranger to success on the diamond, but this year, you know, you started off outside of the top 10, if if I have that correct, and now you've made some major strides this season. I, you know, I think the biggest thing was, you know, having a year to, to kind of get, uh, you know, reacclimated to being back. Um, I think that Coach Neffendorf and Coach Laramore did a great job of going out and identifying, uh, you know, kids that, um, that, you know, we needed to – and we needed to get a little bit more athletic and a little faster and, and, you know, just, just some things that we had done in the past. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, our lineup right now has really done a good job of, of being balanced, I think is, is really the word. I mean, I think there's times when we've been able to, uh, to create runs on the bases, um, but we've been able to create runs with, uh, you know, with the home run and, and uh, our offense is very balanced. Um, our pitching staff has been, uh, kind of the stalemate, you know, for us during the year. Uh, they've done such a good job of, of managing the big innings and, and just giving us a chance, you know, shut down innings behind runs. Um, and I think one of the biggest keys to it all is, is that we're top five right now in the country in field percentage, which is something that, uh, that we hadn't done in the past. And, um, so I really think the, you know, the, the, the testament to where we are right now, uh, you know, with two weeks left to go is, is that um, we're very, very balanced. And, and, and I think that's been a big key for us this year. Coach, you talk about how your team is balanced, but the intensity that golf had, how have you kept that up all season? And then in the last two weeks here, knowing that there's things further down the road for you past the Appalachian Athletic Conference tournament, a postseason bid, you know, waiting for y'all, being inside of the top five, what has it been like to try to keep your intensity up as a team and as a coach without thinking too far ahead? I think it just goes back to checking the fifth box. We talk about it every day. Uh, we talk about it in practice. We talk about it, uh, you know, in, in scout reports and, and pregame. And the fifth box is, you know, I think there's four areas in a baseball game. Um, and sometimes you're going to check a box that maybe another team doesn't check. But, you know, fielding, hitting, you know, base running, and pitching um and and really the fifth box is that energy box it's that intangible box and you know for us uh you know checking that fifth box has been the key um because there's going to be times when you run up against teams that are you know they're as good or better than you are um they field it just as well they pitch it just as well they hit it just as well um you know they create some things on the bases just as well as you do and really it comes down to that intangible box which is how much passion how much energy how much focus are you going to put into the day and and that's kind of been you know our mantra since uh you know since since day one and and uh for the most part our guys have done a really nice job of checking that fifth box every day two players i want to ask you about uh first one being Braden mosley who's having a ridiculous season for those of y'all at home who, who don't know 387 average 46 hits 16 of those have left the yard 55 rbi so he leads your team in several categories there and then on the mound cole belair with a 1.94 ERA and an 8-1 record, 16 and third innings pitch, 64 strikeouts, holding opponents to a 2.14 batting average. You know, those two guys have been outstanding for the Bulldogs this season. Who else, you know, would you really like to highlight? But what makes those guys special 
in Mosley and Bel Air? What makes them special, first and foremost, is is their character and what kind of people they are. Um, you know, both guys are Division One transfers. You know, Braden came from uh, Southeast Missouri State. Uh, Cole was at the University of Illinois in Champaign. Uh, both guys came in here last year as juniors. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is that's, that's the first thing, is just the kind of people that they are. Uh, when you start talking about that fifth box, uh, both those guys check it on a daily basis. Um, you know, they're part of our leadership council. Uh, we don't have captains, but we kind of have a leadership council uh, that, that, that our seniors are a part, some of our seniors are a part of, and they're both, uh, they're both on that. And they're both guys that, uh, that really live, uh, each day here. Um, you know, I've always said division one transfers are so hard to come by, um, just because of the fact that, uh, you never know what you're going to get, that sort of thing. Uh, but these two guys really have brought an attitude for the last two years that they, like they played here as freshmen. Um, and, and both guys, uh, are going to be extremely successful as they move forward. Um, you know, Braden had a little bit of an injury last year uh, that, uh, that kind of kept him down. Um, so the latter part of the year, he finally kind of got going and, and what we kind of expected that we were getting. Uh, Cole, I think, has been, you know, a, a kind of top of the rotation guy for us for the last two years. And, um, you know, I think was uh, nine and one last year is eight and one right now. Um, you know, so I think both those guys have a tremendous work ethic. Uh, both those guys are great. You know, they're student athletes first. Both guys are, uh, Braden's a 4.0 student. Um, and, and Cole's a good academic kid as well. So, uh, it's, I, I think it starts there. I mean, I think, you know, they, you know, what they do, uh, you know, off the field, on the field. And, and it's, to me, it's really no surprise that both of those guys are having, uh, the kind of years that they're having. You know, as far as other guys, I mean, you know, there's a host of other guys. And when you start naming off guys and you forget somebody and, and something else, and I think that's what's been so good about our team this year is that it's it's been somebody different. Um, you know, it hasn't – you know, when you look up and down our lineup and you look at our numbers, uh, you know, it's been somebody different each week uh, that's really stepped up and played well, um, which I think has been great because of the fact that it doesn't the sold – you know, the, the soul, uh, you know, each, each weekend, it's not solely on one person to, to, you know, come up with a big hit or, or make the big play or, or make the big pitch. And, and, um, and I think that's really a testament to, to anybody's team out there right now that's, that's playing well is that it's, it's somebody different each time. And, um, and I, you know, I don't want to pinpoint one guy, uh, because they've all done a tremendous job, but, um, but I think it's, again, I think it goes back to the balance of, of where we've been all year, uh, and not having to rely just on, you know, one or two people and, and it being, uh, you know, more of a team atmosphere. Um, it's like I said, it's been somebody different each time. Coach, I have a special story I, I want to share with uh, the people listening at home. <laughs> and you and I have coached against each other uh, quite a few years ago, back in, in 2015. And it was my first year coaching. And uh, for some reason, you know, we, we met halfway, well, I guess halfway for us, not, not really halfway for y'all, but yet at Embry yeah, hours a little more halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to lie. We, we kind of went two and a half. So, you know, we're, we meet at Embry riddle there in, in Daytona beach. We're going to play a neutral site game and it's Jeremy Kennedy, Teddy now, and myself We're the, we're the coaching staffer for Kaiser Mm-hmm. And I, I'm almost 100% certain it was my fault. Uh, I filled out the lineup card wrong. I filled <laughs> out the lineup card wrong, and we batted out of order. And Jeremy Kennedy was not very pleased with me. And so you catch that we batted out of order. We catch that we batted out of order. 
And as the next inning starts and the same hitter comes up to bat for a second time, Jeremy goes out there and tells the umpire, hey, I just want to let you know we batted out of order. And there was no repercussion for, for that. And so that led to uh, an, an explosion There's a repercussion from the, for me. <laughs> but, that, but that led to an ex- explosion from the other dugout, uh, you know, and, and you weren't very happy about it. And uh, you did not last very long after that in, in that game. But what really stuck out to me is I'm a first-year coach. I'm like, man, one man, one, I screwed up. I screwed up. I messed up. I'll never do this again. I never did. But two, I thought that guy is really angry right now. <laughs> and and so you end up getting tossed. But the coolest moment of it all was at Embry Riddle, they've got those those doors in the dugout that you're able to go through and and kind of make a quick exit to the gym there at, at ERAU. And you mm-hmm. come in through that door in like the fifth or sixth inning and go. Hey, Jeremy, man, I just want to let you know, uh, I'm not mad at you. All right. I, ju- I just want to let y'all know y'all have a great day now. And you walked right back out and myself and Teddy now are just looking at each other, you know, just absolutely confused because we've never had an opposing coach come into the dugout in the middle of a game and just be like, I'm sorry for holding us up for a little while. I'm not mad at anybody here. And uh, I mean, I thought that was just that was just incredible. I don't I don't know if you remember that moment, you know, at, at all. I do, I do. You know, I, I remember just I remember walking by the third base. I rem, you know, we you guys were in the third or the third base dugout. We were in the first base dugout, right? And I remember walking over and, and, and looking at Jeremy, and he kind of shook his head, like you know, we both knew both knew that you guys had batted out of order, um, and and you know, we you know, I don't know if we messed the rule up or or what happened, but. Uh, it seemed kind of simple, and uh, and whoever was behind the plate that day made it a little bit more difficult. And uh, you know, I just uh, I guess I just wanted to enjoy that Florida sun out by the left field fence. So it was uh, it was a shortened <laughs> day. I think it was almost like the first or second inning too. It didn't take long, um, but uh, but yeah, I do remember. Well, that game didn't <laughs> that game didn't take long either. You know, we were uh, we were in and out of there rather quickly, if I remember. Um, y'all yeah, y'all really. I think whatever. And that may have been why I was so polite, you know, because things you know, were going well. So that might have been, you know, it might have been the other way had it gone the other way. <laughs> yeah, it was a long – I bet you your 10-hour ride back was, was a lot shorter than our, our two-and-a-half-hour ride back to, to West Palm Beach on that one. But, you well, know, I, Randy, and them, Randy and them blitzed us the next day. So, we, you know, it, it, all, it all comes back around. So, we, you know, Embry-Riddle got us the next, that next night, and then, and then we went home. So, it, you know, it, it all comes back around. Well, you know, that that was still one of the cooler moments for me as as a coach. But right now you have somebody special there with you. Uh Neelan, can you say hi to everybody? Hi. <laughs> so joining coach now here on the NAI Ball podcast on the Silverback Sports Hotline is Neelan Pickle. Neelan man, what's going on today? You you just get done with practice? Mm. Tutoring. He had tutoring today. Oh, he had tutoring today. Everybody's got to go to study hall. <laughs> Neilan, what's your what's your favorite part about the Bulldogs? What's your favorite part about the baseball team? Um, you like coming to practice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about what Neilan means to your program? You know, I think what. 
he means to us. It's 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 incredibly hard for me to put into words. Um, you know, when we started this thing back in the fall, it was kind of an innocent thing. Uh, for people that don't know, uh, Neilan is eight years old. Um, he is battling cancer. You know, he, he just uh, battling cancer for the third time um, and in uh, three different stints. Um, so, you know, we reached out to, you know, we got some information and reached out to, I reached out to his dad and it was really just an innocent thing that kind of started very slowly. Um, he came to a practice and, and the guys met him and, you know, we gave him some stuff and, uh, you know, really just didn't know where it was going to go from there. And, you know, I'd say probably, you know, we're seven, eight months later and, you know, he's, uh, he's here at practice when he can be here. Uh, he comes to games. Uh, we got a special treat over the weekend, two weekends ago. His family drove up to Truett uh, when we played Truett. Um, you know, we lose on Thursday, uh, and, and we're there Saturday, and we're battling uh, to try to beat a really good Truett team to, to take over first place. And, and here they come walking down the sidewalk, and nobody knew they were going to be there. And um, I, I think it's just been something that uh, that has kind of really just morphed into a huge friendship. Um and really just, you know, just uh, I think love is such a overused term, and it's it, but it's it's so underrated um, at times. And I think that it's, there's just a, a bond and a love that has grown between our team and his family. And, um, I, you know, didn't never knew, like I said, when we started this thing, you know, where it would go and what it would turn into. But uh, it's turned into something pretty special for him, and it's turned into something pretty special for us. And to be honest with you, we're 38 and seven, and, and that's been great. But I'm more proud of our guys uh, for what they, how they have carried themselves, and what they have done. Uh, you know, you go back and you talk about Braden Mosley. Uh, Braden Mosley, during the year, uh, started his own website, uh, designed a bunch of T-shirts, and sold them, uh, and basically all the proceeds. Uh, would go to Neilan's family. Nobody told him to do that. Uh, it wasn't something that he just something that he just came up with on his own. Um, you know, we wear orange shirts. Uh, Neilan's kind of uh, Neilan comes after you know UT Stadium, and uh, so we wear orange shirts on Wednesdays. That uh, he's got his on right now. It says "We Are Team Neilan," and it's got his initials on it. Um, and the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association helped us sponsor that. Uh, back earlier in the year, the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association does a, uh, they do a raffle every year at their annual convention. Uh, and Pat Swallows, who is the head of that, uh, this year, uh, they give it to different schools or different things. And this year, uh, through some conversations, Pat and I had, uh, Pat and the TBCA donated all their proceeds from the raffle to Neilan and his family. So, uh, it, this has been a great experience for us. Uh, but I'm so proud of our guys uh, for what they have, uh, the, the character that they've shown, uh, the, the time that they've spent, and, and just the unconditional love that they've shown um, because he gives it to us on a daily basis. Um, he's very soft-spoken. Uh, he doesn't, he, you know, if, if you came to practice, you would, you would see he's not as soft-spoken uh, when he's comfortable. But, um, but he's been a, a true blessing to us, and, and, and we have enjoyed uh, we have enjoyed the relationship and, and want it to continue for a very long time. One question here for for Neilan and you know Neilan, what's it what's it been like? Has it been fun watching watching the Bulldogs win so many games this season? Yeah. Tell them who yeah, the good luck charm is. <laughs> Tell them who the good luck charm is. I am. 
<laughs> he's if you ask him, he's the reason we're thirty-eight and seven. Hey, I believe it. I mean, uh, I know it's it's special to have somebody like like Neilan around your program, and and it gives everybody a little bit more more meaning and and uh, shows you that life is is a lot about a lot more than than baseball. Neilan, buddy, keep keep battling along, and and we'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers, and keep fighting. And you know, I know uh, the Bulldogs and Tennessee Wesleyan and Coach Barry will keep battling for you. And so, Coach, you know, thank you for taking some time out of your day. Neilan, thank you for taking some time out of your day. And thank you all both for joining us here on the NAI Ball Podcast. I appreciate it. Next time, though, make sure, you know, I was talking to Sheets this morning, and uh, and I told him, I said, hey, man, I said, you know, you know, Robbie and those guys reached out to me, and, and, and they want me to do this. And I said I was a little bit hesitant because it's kind of like following Lou Holtz, and, and nobody remembers <laughs> who came after Lou Holtz. So he, he laughed, and uh, he had already told Brad Shelton that uh, – that he killed the podcast last weekend, so he felt sorry for whoever went after him. So, you know, hey, I, you know, I hope it was uh, – we had a good time and we enjoyed it. And I appreciate you guys again. And, and please tell Cody uh, that we're sorry we missed him. And, uh, Robbie, we appreciate everything that you guys do. You know, I've, I've been – I played in, in, in this league and, and coached in this league now for 12 years. Uh, the, you know, as a player, the only thing that we got an opportunity to look at was the rankings – uh, you know, every every week, and and there were six of them, and 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 that was what you saw, you know, as far as NAI baseball went. But what you guys have done, what you and Cody have done, uh, to to represent our sport at our level, uh, has been tremendous, and it has helped so much in so many different areas. So a big thank you to both of you guys for what you do on a on a weekly, daily, uh, and monthly basis, because uh, without you guys, our sport would have never grown uh, to the level it is today. So much appreciated. Well, thank you, Coach. We we definitely appreciate it. And, and again, just uh, thrilled that you could take some time out of your day. Neilan, thank you for taking some time out of y'all's. So once again, thanks to Coach Barry for joining us here on the NAI Ball Podcast. Of course, all interviews are recorded via the Silverback Sports Hotline. Thanks to our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Thanks to Coach Barry for taking some time out of his day and joining us right here. Let's go over our big series of the week recap. Westmont sweeps the Masters by scores of 10-7-6-5-7-6 and 11-7. The players we want to highlight in this one, all from Westmont. Bryce Morrison with four home runs and 11 RBIs. Tyler Roper with nine hits. Nick Sablock, nine hits, five RBIs. And then two pitchers to highlight for Westmont. Grant Gardner, seven and a third innings pitched, three earned runs. Justin Sanders, six innings pitched, three earned runs. Westmont, once again, sweeps the Masters. Our national series of the week was St. Thomas University and Southeastern. And St. Thomas University sweeps the number one team in the nation by scores of 7-4, 14-2, and 7-3. The pitching for St. Thomas was absolutely outstanding. Orlando Rodriguez, eight innings pitch, four earned runs, four strikeouts. Ian Exposito, seven innings pitch, two earned runs, six strikeouts. Chris Copiel, seven and a third innings pitch, three earned runs, four strikeouts. All three of Coach Bettis' starters on the weekend go seven-plus innings. Absolutely incredible job for the Bobcats. Jack Diaz, we got to give a shout-out to him. Seven RBIs, a huge weekend for Bobcat baseball down in Miami Gardens. Southeastern University will be just fine. They will retain the number one spot. I'll go ahead and spoil that for you now. But St. Thomas is going to make a big jump inside of the top ten this week. So congratulations to STU on a huge sweep over the fire. Taking a look now at our top 25 rundown. Well, the number one team in the nation is still Southeastern. They hold 11 
of the first place votes from around the nation. The number two team in the nation is Tennessee Wesleyan. They got six first place votes this week. And then the number three team moving up one spot is Georgia Gwinnett. They got one first place vote. They are the number three team in the nation. Faulkner moves back a couple spots. They are now the number four team in the nation. And then Cumberland's Kentucky at 38-5. and five. They jump in the number five team in the nation, 38-5. and five. Congratulations to Cumberland's on that one. St. Thomas is going to move from 10 to the sixth spot just outside of the top five. Freed Hardeman's going to move one spot back to number seven. Science and Arts moves up one spot from nine to eight. Oklahoma City moves back a couple spots. They were the number five team last week. This week, Oklahoma City will be the number nine team in the nation. Middle Georgia State moves back from 8 to 10. LSU Shreveport holds at number 11. Oklahoma Wesleyan holds at 12. Westmont with the biggest jump in the poll. They move from 18 to 13 this week. Texas Wesleyan up one spot to the number 14 position in the poll. Lyon up two spots to number 15. Central Methodist moves back a couple spots from 13. They are now number 16 in the nation. Georgetown, who's 34 and 10, Entering the time we record this show up to number 17. They were number 21 in last poll. Truett McConnell at the number 18 spot. They move up two spots from 20. Weber International moves from 25 to 19. The Masters up from 23 to 20. Indiana Tech up one spot from 22 to 21. Ben Mesa drops back from the 16 spot. They are now the number 22 team in the nation. Brian up one spot from 24 to 23. And then two newcomers in the poll this week. Number 24, Indiana Southeast. Number 25, Bellevue. Who dropped out from the top 25? Well, Warner and Vanguard both drop out this poll. Who's on the outside looking in? Realistically, teams just missing out. Kaiser, 61 points. Arizona Christian had 60 points. Southwestern Christian, 57. And Rio Grande with 41. So definitely some new teams there in the top 25. A huge jump for Westmont, who absolutely 100% needed it. And they needed to come up big against the Masters, and they've got another opportunity to come up big this weekend. We'll tell you about it a little bit later in the show as well. Surprises of the week. We'll get things going. Kicked off here. McPherson sweeps Tabor. That's absolutely huge because McPherson also gets our second surprise of the week. They are receiving votes for the first time in program history. If you go back a few years I mean, even 2012, 2013, 2014, McPherson wasn't a program that you would think would be A, receiving votes, or B, sitting currently at second place in the KCAC. An absolute huge turnaround for McPherson, and they absolutely, the players, coaches, everybody who supports that program deserves credit for that. Just a huge turnaround. Shout out to McPherson because they're doing some great things out there. Our number three surprise of the week was, well, really, Both of the big series of the week being sweeps, absolutely incredible. I did not think either Westmont or St. Thomas was going to go out there and sweep the Masters or sweep Southeastern this past week. Both of them proved me wrong. Both of them getting huge sweeps. Shout out to them for being the number three surprise of the week. Another surprise of the week, Arizona Christian. They are 31-18, 20-8 in GSAC play, and they currently sit in first place in the GSAC first year college baseball coach they have done some incredible things out there at Arizona Christian and they've got a big opportunity this weekend to make a statement and to get themselves into some postseason play our final surprise of the week probably the best one Goshen's Jacob Grooms a huge day for him in the top half 
of the final inning of the game. He robs a home run that would have put the visiting team ahead in the bottom half. He comes up to bat, hits a walk-off home run. So Jacob Grooms robs a home run, hits a walk-off, saves the day, wins the day. Shout out to him because that's absolutely awesome for Goshen's Jacob Grooms. No better time than right now to tell you about Silverback Sports, the official sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast, the Alpha in arm care and training essentials, premium and durable materials for individual and team use, always available at shopsilverback.com. That's shopsilverback.com and at shopsilverback on Twitter. Unlock the silverback in you. Time now to look at our NAI Ball Podcast Pitcher and Hitter of the Week. We'll start things off here with our Hitter of the Week. That's Cumberland's Brian Benz. Five home runs, 11 RBIs, 10 hits, five left the yard, seven runs. Brian Benz has been absolutely money this season for Cumberland's. He's their all-time program home run leader, and he continues to add to that number. Five home runs in this past weekend, 11 RBIs. Our pitcher of the week is Missouri Valley's Nick Garcia, who absolutely deserves it. Against Central Methodist, a top 25 team, he goes 11. 11 innings pitched, 9 strikeouts, and allows just one earned run. Absolutely huge for Nick Garcia. So Nick Garcia is our pitcher of the week out of Missouri Valley. Valley will roll. And our hitter of the week is Cumberland's Brian Benz. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to both of y'all. Series and games to watch from around the nation. Who you need to be watching this weekend, what's important to watch, and who you should keep your eyes on. Jamestown will take on Morningside, IU Kokomo, and the University of Rio Grande. Cumberlands will face off with Cumberland. Tennessee Wesleyan will take on Point. Northwestern out of Iowa will take on Concordia out of Nebraska. Talladega versus Georgia Gwinnett, LSUS versus Jarvis Christian, Bluefield and Brian Meet this weekend, Southeastern University will take on Kaiser, Weber versus Warner, William Jessup and Hope International started just today, Taylor versus Indiana Wesleyan, Bellevue versus Presentation, Oklahoma City University will take on the Aggies of Oklahoma Panhandle State, Pikeville in Georgetown, College of Idaho versus Corbin, and then Arizona Christian versus Westmont. What are the games that you need to be watching? Well, first things first, myself, I try not to be too much of a homer, but Kaiser versus Southeastern, that's one that I'm going to have my eyes on. Kaiser, of course, being my school. Also, GGC Talladega. Talladega has beaten some big teams this year. They're AII opponent of GGC. That's probably going to be a future matchup for the AII title. It's going to be a great game. And I'm, I'm really interested to see if Talladega can match up against a Grizzlies team that has been outstanding this year. Cumberland versus Cumberlands is always going to be a good one to watch. IU Kokomo and Rio Grande. Rio Grande just a game back of IU Kokomo in the River State Conference standings. And then Arizona Christian versus Westmont. How can you not turn your attention to that knowing that Westmont has an opportunity to push ahead of Arizona Christian, and then Arizona Christian has an opportunity to make a statement and arrive at a point to where they punch their own ticket this weekend against Westmont. It'll definitely be interesting. It'll definitely be a great matchup. We are looking forward to all of our games and series to watch from around the nation. Time now for the Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week. 
We'll tell you first about the first series you need to be watching and paying a little bit more attention to, and that's William Penn. They will take on Central Methodist. William Penn enters this matchup 29 and 7, 14 and 3 in the HAAC. Central Methodist 27 and 9, 14 and 5 in the HAAC. For William Penn, something to note. They went 15 and 30 last year, so already more wins than they had last season, but they are in route to their best record and best finish since they joined the HAAC in 2016. The players to watch for them, Blaze Spees, 369 average, 52 hits, 5 home runs, 46 RBIs, and then the pitcher to watch, Chase Stratton, 260 ERA, a 6-1 record, 62 in a third innings pitch, 100 strikeouts, holding opponents to a 203 average. For Central Methodist University, one of the best names in the nation, Z, just Z, Wesley, is hitting 333 this year, 41 hits, 9 home runs, 40 RBIs, and then pitcher Peyton Long with a 219 ERA, 7-2 record, 65 and two-thirds innings pitch, 84 strikeouts, holding opponents to a 190 opponent average. So that's William Penn, Central Methodist, our first Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week. Our second Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week is in the CCAC. Some love for the Chicagoland Conference here. St. Xavier, 27-11, in the CCAC. will take on St. Francis University, 23-17, 15-6 in the CCAC. Players to watch here for St. Xavier. Matt Monahan, 389 average, 61 hits, 44 RBIs. How about Max Downs, 339 average, 5 home runs, 34 RBIs for him. Got to give love to the bullpen guys here. Joe Strem has been fantastic. Zero ERA, 10 appearances, 7 saves, 8 innings pitch, 1 hit he's given up this season, holding opponents to below 100 opponent average. For St. Francis, Anthony Farron, 421 average, 5 home runs, 31 RBIs. Travis Schoonover, 308 average, 44 hits, 3 home runs, 20 RBIs this season. And then Michael Quirum, 269 ERA, 70 and third innings pitch, 49 strikeouts, and a 269 opponent batting average. That's going to be an excellent series in the Chicago land. St. Xavier with an opportunity to close the door on everybody else, make some distance, not be caught for the rest of the year. And then our national big series of the week brought to you by Silverback Sports. We'll head on down to the Sooner Athletic Conference. USAO takes on Texas Wesleyan. The Drovers out of Chickasha, Oklahoma, 33-10, 17-3 in the Sooner Athletic Conference. The Rams out of Fort Worth, Texas. And Texas Wesleyan, 37-9, 16-4 in the Sooner Athletic Conference. For USAO, they have a team average of 332 with a 216 team ERA. Hitters to watch, Luis Pileau, 390 average, 5 long balls, 45 RBIs. Alex Sanchez, 383 this season with 11 home runs, 46 RBIs. And then they've got some of the best pitchers in the nation for the Drovers out of Chickasha, Oklahoma. Colton Williams with a 123 ERA, 11-0 record, 65 and two-thirds innings pitch, 100 strikeouts, .168 opponent average. Matt Merrill also on the bump for the Drovers, 172 ERA, 8-1 record, 62 and two-thirds innings pitch, 96 strikeouts, 130. 136 opponent average just absolutely incredible year for the drovers and they will look to continue that trend against texas wesleyan and for themselves a chance to make a statement in the sac and create some distance between them and oklahoma city university 
For Texas Wesleyan, they're hitting 316 on the year with a 416 team ERA. The pitcher is to watch Houston Glad, 315 ERA, 9 and 2 record, 68 and 2 thirds innings pitch, 79 strikeouts, and then a bullpen guy. Have to give love to our bullpen guys, Parker Robinson with a 172 ERA, 7 saves, 47 innings pitch, 64 strikeouts, a .163 opponent average. Hitters to watch for the Rams out of Texas Wesleyan, Michael Davila, 359 average, 3 home runs, 40 RBIs, and then Brady Banson, 354 average, 56 hits, 34 RBIs this season. So that is it. That is our Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week. Next week, Cody will rejoin us here on the show. We're going to have more guests. We're going to have more action to talk about. We'll recap everything that happened this past week. We are absolutely looking forward to it. But for the first time flying solo, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you stuck around with us. I hope you talk NAI baseball with us this weekend. Again, don't forget to follow our sponsor, Silverback Sports at Shop Silverback and ShopSilverback.com. Don't forget to follow Cody. For all of your news, stats, information, anything NAI-related, NAI-baseball-related, Cody at NAI Ball. Nobody covers small college baseball or NAI baseball like we do at NAI Ball. And then you can follow myself. Let's talk some NAI baseball whenever you want, 24-7, 365, at RobG1063 on Twitter. So until next time, we thank you for listening to the show on iTunes. We hope you have a great day and an even better tomorrow. Hey guys, Robbie Gutierrez here, host of the NAI Ball Podcast. Let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports was created by coaches and for coaches. They are supplying over 100 colleges around the nation with bands and ballistic plyo balls in throwing and hitting sets. On top of it all, they now offer mini rebounders and leather wrist weights. They have top quality products at affordable prices. Find it all at ShopSilverback.com and follow them on Twitter at ShopSilverback. Silverback Sports, the alpha in arm care and training essentials.